Hey everyone, this is Dorenda Wilson. Welcome to my new podcast. If you don't know me already, I'm married to Daryl. We have eight kids, ages 12 to 26, five boys and three girls. And we have four grandkids because our two oldest daughters are married. We have been homeschooling over 20 years. And I guess that just makes us old. (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm so happy that you're here and I'm really thankful that I get to be here hopefully encouraging you week by week. My hope is that the podcast will come out every Tuesday and they'll range somewhere in the 20 minute range. That's what I'm shooting for. Although I have to say, I just recorded one. It was 26 minutes long and I I was really happy with the way it turned out and we had technical problems. And I'm telling you, they're a game changer. So I'm re-recording and praying that I can cover all the same material the same way I did last time. So here I am, and I'm actually sitting here in my closet because they say that that's the best place for sound quality, and I'm in here in this closet with my husband's clothes. Little secret, he owns more clothes than I do. I'm just, yeah, it's crazy. He also owns more shoes than I do. Something is wrong with that. Don't you think? Okay, I'm getting distracted here. So what I want to do in this podcast is be an encouragement to you. And one of the biggest ways is I want you to have a chance to slow down your heart every week. So I, I chose this tagline for the podcast and for my blog, and it's encouraging, unhurried, faithful hearts at home. Actually, that was the first one I picked. The one I landed on was encouraging unhurried hearts at home, because the truth is that when we slow our hearts down, we have a chance to hear from the Lord. And that is one thing I have learned over the last over two decades of parenting and homeschooling is that it was necessary for me to slow down, to hear the Lord's voice in order to hear it. I had to slow my heart down. There are so many voices out there screaming at us. There's, there's technology. There's, the list is just endless. There's the little voices in the house and we've got our husbands and we want to, and what we want to do is do this well. And the way that we can do that well is to keep our priorities. And that that's becoming increasingly difficult as more things are able to stream into our homes and distract us. And so This is your time right now. This is your time to stop and to refocus and to think about what God has for your family. Because if I've learned nothing else, I have learned that every family is unique. We all have a unique family culture. My family isn't going to look like your family. and Your family isn't going to look like the next family. And the sooner we come to grips with that, the better off we are because comparison is a thief of joy. We do not want to be comparing. We want to be hearing from the Lord what he has for our families. The enemy would love for us to get distracted and to be so concerned about whether we're measuring up to someone else's standard that we are missing the boat altogether. God has a plan for your family. It is a good plan and it is unique to your family. Now, we all agree that the Bible has a basic biblical framework that we're all following and principles that we are trying, that we are shooting for, right? 
but we're all going to have a little different method as to how that plays out in our families. And we need to get a grip on that and realize that it's okay. The important thing is that you and your husband and the Lord are together. You are in agreement on how things are going to happen in your own home. I'm here to encourage that. I feel like my first job is to be a cheerleader because I believe that God has put in your hearts, you and your husband's hearts, exactly what he has for your family. And that is a journey you have to walk out and decisions you have to make. And I will cheer you along the way. But sometimes we get stopped up. It happens to me too. And we need to stop and reevaluate and think things through. And at that point, I feel like maybe... I'm a little more of a coach. So I'm hoping that both of those roles will play out in this podcast. So I just want to welcome you all. I want to thank you for listening. And if you would do me a favor and leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, word has it that somehow that's helpful to the podcast. I'm not really sure how, but let's just go with it. If you just, just a sentence or two would be great. And if you do that, I'll take your name and I'll put it in a little, on a little piece of paper and we're going to throw it in a hat. And each week I'm going to have a drawing for my book. It's called The Unhurried Homeschooler. If you haven't read it already, um, it is a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling. I don't know about you, but I cannot, I, I can't do many of the books that are out there. Some people rock at this. You know, they're so good at taking in a bunch of information and being able to sort it all out in their minds. Not me. I end up in a corner, in a fetal position, whimpering and staring off into space. So if you're anything like me, and as my brother-in-law used to say, if you're anything like me, and I know I am, you'll want to read this book. The interesting thing about it, the little background story behind it is my husband and I were leaving from a little weekend we had together and we're driving along and it's quiet in the car and I'm all relaxed. And he goes, you know, I think you should write a book. And I, I said, what? And he said, I think you should write a book. And I said, write a book about what? He said, you should write a book about homeschooling. And I'm thinking to myself, aren't there enough books out there? In fact, I think that's what I told him. There are so many homeschooling books out there. I don't want to add to the noise and stress these moms out any more than they're already stressed. And I said, besides, who would want to hear about our homeschooling? It's so simple and straightforward, and I just don't think anybody would read it. And he said, that is exactly why you need to write it. Not because no one would read it, but because, <laughs> because our homeschooling is so simple. See, here's the thing. We already know that kids' child, many of the children around us are losing their childhood. Even our own children are in danger of this. And as moms, it is our job as parents to guard that, to guard that with everything that is in us because those childhood years can never be gotten back again. And this is a time when our children are innocent and they're, they just need to be able to just be kids. And so it's going to take a lot of courage for all of us as the technology just continues to move faster and faster and faster. We're going to have to make a concerted effort to protect our kids and give them a natural, I want to call it organic. I know it sounds a little crunchy, but I guess I'm a little crunchy an organic childhood. I just believe that this is how God created children 
to have to run outside, to play with worms, to be in the dirt, to spend those formative years just in the real world, just feeling and touching and smelling and tasting the world around them, not in front of a computer, not on a phone, not on a tablet. And I'm not condemning anybody who uses that a bit. I totally get that. But we've got to be so careful. And here's the thing. The enemy wants to use busyness, like I said earlier. To Well, he wants to use comparisons. He also wants to use busyness. He would love nothing more than for us to be distracted and disengaged with our kids. It is his number one tool these days. And so I'm going to be here encouraging you to not allow him to do that. Because guess what? We are not victims. We are the victors. So Jesus died. He redeemed us. He redeemed our lives. And he and God says he'll work everything out for our good. And so what we want to do is we want to be intentional. But the way that we have to be intentional these days is quite different than um, I think any other time in history. Um, because what we've got going on is a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression um, amongst the current generation. And it's because we're so overstimulated. And so we're going to have to work hard is what I'm saying. We're going to have to work hard to give our kids a natural childhood, to give them a protected childhood. It is our job to protect them. I'm telling you, stuff is going to come their way no matter what. But during these tender years, keep them as protected as possible. And so I'm going to be encouraging that and maybe talking some about what that looks like. But what I'm going to be doing after this initial podcast is for the next three or four weeks, I'm going to be going through my book, The Unhurried Homeschooler. So if you have a chance to grab it online, um, it's uh, less than $6. It's on Amazon. Um, You can get a Kindle for, I think, $2.99 or something like that. So go and grab that and let's go through that together. So I'll be going through a couple chapters at a time. And sharing some background, maybe a little little extras that maybe didn't make it into the book. But back to the story about the book, my husband said, after he said, I, I think you should write it because, because it is simple and straightforward. And so I actually thought and chewed on that and prayed about that for several months. And I realized he was right. And so I wrote a book that I would have wanted someone to write to me years ago. I would want to be able to read it within a you know within 1 to 2 hours time, which you totally can. And I would just want it to have the nuts and bolts because like I said before, the truth is that it's going to look different for every family. And so I'll be talking about that more in the upcoming podcasts. But one thing that I wanted to share with you is over all of these decades there are of parenting, there are certain things that just stand out in my mind and One of the things that really stands out to me is, you know, I'd be going along and like I said, I was a stay-at-home mom for well over two decades before I ever started writing a blog or doing anything outside the home. And I remember along the way seeing a lot of other moms doing a lot of things they were good things. They were, they were in ministry at church and and I'm, I'm not against that. I have no problem with that because if that's um, something God has something for you there that he wants you to be doing, he, there'll be a grace over your family and you'll be able to keep your priorities and still do that thing. But what I saw was lots and lots and lots of busyness, even 15, 20 years ago. 
And I thought, you know, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm supposed to be doing something, a ministry or something outside the home because all these other moms are are doing it and and maybe I'm just lazy or narrow-minded or something. So I prayed about it and I just asked the Lord to show me if I was supposed to be doing something else. Just make it clear to me. And you know what? Every single time that still small voice would say to me, keep your hand to the plow. And I'm going to tell you something. There was no instant gratification in that. That was work. That was just plain hard work. And yet there was a peace that came with it. There was no one there giving me kudos. My husband would encourage me along the way. And I had friends. Um, at, at just the right time, God would allow me to have conversations with friends that were super helpful. And those are crucial. Friendships are really important through these years. But, you know, these friendships also need to hopefully be on the same page with you. They will understand if you can't do something because of a family priority, you know, and I think that it's so important to make sure that our friendships um, are good for that season. If you have friendships that are draining you right now, I encourage you to pray about it and hit the pause button with them and really live this life at home with your family. Um, to the best of your ability, which is keeping, you know, your relationship with God, your relationship with your husband, your marriage, and your children a priority. It's And the other thing that I found along the way was that if when I slowed down, that's when I heard the Lord's voice. I was sharing that with you earlier. And the scripture that I want to share with you today is in 1 Kings. You know, Elijah went up to stand before the Lord, to hear from him. And as he was standing there, it says here, the Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Do you hear what he's saying here? God is telling us that his voice is a still, small voice. We have to slow down. We have to, we have to mute all the other voices, and we need to listen for that still, small voice because it wasn't in the windstorm, and it wasn't in the earthquake, and it wasn't in the fire. You know, there's so much out there that just screams for our attention and it just gets wearisome after a while. And it's so refreshing to hear the still small voice of the Lord. So I just want to encourage you to do that. And you can do that. You can do that folding your laundry. You can do that with kids crawling all over you while you lay on the floor. I used to love to do that with my my little ones. I would just lay on the floor and they just love to have access to, you know, your eyeballs and your ears and everything else. And and I just, it was something I could do when I was exhausted and it kept them entertained and they felt like I was with them. And so, you know, there you go. That was a little freebie on the side for you. <laughs> so um, the other thing that I wanted to share with you is I wanted to share um, a little bit about my background. Um, my dad and my mom were very supportive of motherhood. So my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And I remember her telling me, you can do lots of things. You're capable of doing so many things, Dorinda. 
But the most important job and the most fulfilling job that you will ever do is to be a mom. And she told me that over and over and over again. And that laid a foundation for me. And I realized that it was really the best job that I could ever have. And I couldn't wait to be a mom. And so now it's been 26 years and I, I wouldn't trade anything for this life that I've led. I've, I've spent a big portion of my life being a mom and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Families are falling apart right now. And my mom used to say that the mother is the hub of the home. Moms, we are the hub of the home. We our husband and our children depend on us. It doesn't always look like that or even feel like that sometimes, especially when they get to be teenagers. But the truth is just your presence there, your presence, um, your peaceful presence, you know, where you have a sense of peace and they pick up on that. So our attitudes and the spirit about us affects our marriage. It affects our children. And so that's why it's so important to make sure that our cup gets filled. And I'm hoping that this podcast every week will fill your cup. So I really believe that it's crucial that families are cohesive. Um, like I said earlier, they're, they're just, they're falling apart at the seams, but moms, we can, we can help our families stay cohesive, protecting that family time, protecting our marriage, making sure that we're being led by the Lord in the things that we do and being on the same page with our husband. You know, I'm going to share a lot of things in the podcast. I would encourage you to make sure that you share these things with your husband, because I know I found that I would listen to something, a sermon, or I would go to a, you know, a ladies thing or something. And I would be super excited about some things that I changes, maybe that I felt like the Lord would want to make in our family. And I forgot to notify my husband about it. <laughs> and it turns out we were, we would be doing two different things and I would get frustrated with him. And then I realized he, he had no idea. So it's important to just keep that communication open. And if you feel like there's something the Lord wants to change, talk it over with your husband and do that together. Be on the same page together. It is so important to be in that habit because um, when the kids get into the teenage years, it's it's a whole nother ball game. It's not intentional, but so many times um, it can bring division in a marriage. The, the the teenagers kind of figure out who's going to give them the answer that they want to hear. And so it's crucial that you and your husband stay on the same page, get in that practice now. And when they get into the teen years, it'll make such a difference. My friend Teresa used to say to her husband, I remember she told me this, I just cracked up. She said, we have got to stay on the same page or they will eat us alive. (laughs) And I just, she's so right. And like I said, it's not intentional. It's just the nature of them pulling away and gaining their independence and becoming more complex adults. Um, So anyway, back to keeping your hand to the plow. Can I just say that I didn't know where that was going. I had a piece about doing that. And so I walked in obedience to the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something right now. It is not the sprint. It is not the big leaps. It is the plotting that will make the difference. And so that's what we did. We plotted day in, day out, being faithful to to what we felt like the Lord was telling us to do. And I have to say, as I'm watching our children who are, some are adults already and others are coming into adulthood or young adults. I love the people 
that they are becoming. They are some of our best friends, our biggest encouragers. They also are great at keeping us relevant because the truth is my husband and I would be kind of getting um, probably a little on the old and cranky side at this point, but we've had kids challenging us for so many years and we still have teenagers in the house and we have good relationships with our adult kids. They keep us relevant. They tell us what is going on with the culture and what is it that we need to address and what does God have to say about these things? And, you know, we talk through these things, we pray through these things together, and it just is such a blessing to have that kind of relationship with them. And that came because we preserved our family time and we kept our family cohesive. One very important thing, if you can pull it off at all, dinner every night together, at least that one meal, as many nights as possible, preferably at least five nights a week. It's amazing the conversations that happen around the dinner table. It's amazing the fighting that goes on around the dinner table. But there again, it can be a a time to teach. It can be a time to learn a lot about each other, um, to work things out. Um, And that's another thing that I want to say. If you are going through a difficult time right now, you feel like you're in a bit of a family crisis. I'm going to say to you, thank the Lord. James talks about trials and temptations, and he says that um, that we should have great joy. And I think as moms, we begin to despair and we begin to feel sometimes like a victim when we're going through difficult things because we want things to be so good for our families. But I'm telling you right here and right now, Those difficult times are the times when God is going to bind your family together. He uses difficult times. He uses good times too, but I'm telling you, the difficult times, the trials, the fires that we walk through together as a family are what make us cohesive and give us, they give us that togetherness and that sense of one, that you just can't, you can't create that yourself. God uses that time to do that. And it's a blessing. He says he loves us. And he says that if we love him and we're called according to his purpose, that he will work everything out for our good. And your family is called to God's purpose. He has a plan and it's a good one. And I can just tell you from experience, like I said before, that these difficult times can be such sweet times. Our oldest grandson, Isaac, was born sleeping. Another word would be, um, was a stillbirth. It just sounds so cold. I hate that. But he was stillborn and it was not expected. We did not see it coming. We had no forewarning. And it was one of the hardest things our family ever walked through. And yet we kept conversations going. We walked through it together. We prayed through it together. We cried through it together. And you know, it was one of the sweetest times. It's amazing. God's word is so true. It says we may grieve, but we don't grieve as those who have no hope. There was hope in the midst of all of it. And our children got to experience that. Um, I think our youngest was about, let's see, he's, yeah, he was about nine at the time. And our daughter, who's 15 now, but was 11 at the time, I was having a conversation with her yesterday. And she said, Mom, you know, I I used to think that 
I really understood what it meant to be a Christian and what God's presence felt like years ago when I was younger, like, you know, maybe seven, eight, but she goes, I was so wrong. She said, I really didn't know that until we lost Isaac. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, I just felt his presence for the first time. And I understood what it meant to know him and, and to, and to walk through something difficult with him and to know his presence. So in such a real and tangible way, and she probably didn't word it exactly like that, but bottom line is that was a defining moment for her in her walk with the Lord. And I've heard similar testimonies from the other kids about how God revealed himself to them during those times. And so I say all this to say, difficult times are hard. They are stressful, but I want you to remember who you are in him and that your family belongs to him. And God has a good plan in the midst of all of this and that he is going to work things out for your good. You just keep praying that you believe it. You look around for where God's working in the midst of it and join him, cooperate with what he's doing. That's one of the things that he laid on my heart over the years was to remember that I am facilitating, um, what he orchestrates throughout the day. When I started approaching my days a little more like that, slowly I learned what it looked like to walk in what I've heard termed as unforced rhythms of grace. Doesn't that sound peaceful? There's a peace that comes with following his lead and trusting him and not insisting on your own way, on what we think things are supposed to be ideally, but instead to be led by the Lord in everything, in our family life, in our homeschooling, it brings such freedom, but it is a walk of faith. I'll, I'll admit that it's just a, it is a walk of faith. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So we're sure that God is going to work it out. We maybe can't see it yet, but we're trusting him. And we're talking about this with our kids. Don't be afraid to have hard conversations with your kids. And obviously you want it to be age appropriate, but I'm telling you, engage them in, in, the, in whatever's going on in life. And you can, you can talk to them on their level, but oh my goodness, you will be blessed beyond measure. Just keeping those conversations going and that communication going with your kids throughout their their growing up years. So the other thing that I wanted to share with you is to remember something. Um, remember that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Let me look it up here real quickly. Um, it has been a verse that, or a passage that I have just gone back to over and over and over again. And I talk about it in my book, The Unhurried Homeschooler, because the truth is God, his, his will for us is not to be carrying these heavy, heavy burdens. Whenever something starts to feel heavy, I would question whether it's from God or not. And here's why. Because Jesus said, as soon as I find it, I'll tell you what Jesus said. <laughs> It is Matthew. Oh, it's Matthew 11. No wonder I'm in the wrong chapter. All right, here we go. Matthew 11. And I'm sure I know you've heard this before, but I'm going to read it to you again. 
He said, Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Do you hear that? Something is heavy. I'm pretty sure it isn't from Jesus. And so when things start to feel heavy, stop. Hit the pause button. Ask him what's going on. Ask him to show you what to do and what not to do. Like I said before, our days were very simple as the kids were growing up. And I am I am not ashamed of that. It helped that um, we just kind of did our thing. And I didn't have a lot of people kind of speaking in and criticizing and all that kind of thing. We just kind of did our thing. And, and I sympathize with those of you who have people trying to tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing. But I'm here to tell you right now that if any, if God's going to speak to anyone about what your family is supposed to be doing, it's going to be you and your husband. And that's it. It's not going to be your in-laws, your outlaws, your neighbor, your brother, your friend. It's going to be you and your husband. And obviously we can get counsel from other people, but ultimately we are responsible for the decisions we make for our family. And we are responsible to hear from the Lord and walk in obedience to that, no matter what anyone else says. And that can be tough. That can be really tough. We've done this. My husband and I have done this several times where we just had to, you know, we stopped, we questioned and we said, okay, is this something that needs to change? And we prayed about it and we would make a decision and Um, many times we just moved forward with what we were already doing because we knew that God had laid that on our hearts. So what we want to be doing is slowing our pace to match the pace of Jesus. What kind of pace does he have for you and your family? So in these podcasts, what, what I really want to do is I'll be sharing my heart. I'll also share a scripture and I'm also going to, um, ask a relevant question or give you a relevant challenge, just one simple thing for you to chew on, think about, and pray about. So today, what I want to ask you is, what could you do right now to move forward into a more peaceful rhythm of grace each day? So as we're heading into the school year, and I know a lot of you homeschool, I think this is a good time to ask yourself that question. What is it that God has laid on your heart for your children for this school year? I think it's a, it's a legitimate question. And it's a question that I believe can filter out all the stuff that we feel like we should be doing, those burdensome things, and set those aside and take on the yoke of Jesus. What does Jesus have for you and your family. Pray about that. Try to hone in on that and, and then move forward in it. And don't fret or worry about those extra things that tend to make you feel burdened. And the last thing that I want to make sure that I do with you every week is to pray over you. I would have loved to have someone praying over me each week as I was walking through those years of child of child rearing and homeschooling and just such a busy, busy time, just a busy time at home. And and let me clarify, it was simple, but busy. You know, there was always something to do. Let's put it that way. But it was so, so good. And so I want to make sure that I'm praying over you every week because 
We can't do this without him. God has given us a mandate to raise our children in the nurture and admonition of him. And that is far more important than anything else. It's far more important than my child knowing algebra. It's far more important than them being able to write a fantastic paper. Character is what makes all the difference. And these are the things we're going to be talking about as we walk through the unhurried homeschooler over the next few weeks. So right now, I just want to take a few minutes to pray with you. Heavenly Father, I just come before you right now. God, I just thank you for these women. God, these women who love you and want to do their very best as wives and as moms. They want to do right by their children. And yet everything around us makes it so complicated and it makes us feel like we can't pull it off, God. But you, you're here and you have a much better plan for us, God. You have a, a, a yoke that's easy and a burden that's light. It's bearable and it comes with a great sense of peace. And so, Lord, I just pray for each woman who's here right now, crying out to you and asking you for wisdom. God, you said in James that if we ask for wisdom, that you would give it to us. We just have to believe and not doubt. And I have seen you answer that prayer in my own life over and over and over again in ways I could never imagine, in ways I would have never asked for. But you're so faithful, Lord. You're so faithful. God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to each and every woman represented here. God, that she would be encouraged in a way that is very special, very custom designed just for her. Lord, give her a word this week. Give her an encouragement this week that just reassures her of your presence and your great love for her. God, we thank you that we can spend this time together. We pray your blessing over this podcast. We pray that it would be far-reaching, Lord, not because I want a bunch of numbers, but because I, I want I want these women to be encouraged. I want these as many moms as possible to be to realize who they are in you and to raise strong, mighty warriors for you and to invest in their marriages and to love their husbands and help them be successful, God. And so I just lift these families up to you. Fill their homes with your peace and your presence. Put a big barrier around their homes, God. Protect them from the enemy, Lord, and keep them for yourself. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.